Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how birds don't urinate. Well, my name is Michael <laughs> Basinger. With me are Brad Polly, Matt hey. Polly, hello, and our special guest Chris Fresh. Oh, hello there. Hello. <laughs> can, we, um, can we go back to this birds not pissing thing? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I see that, but their poop is like literal water. Okay, so they, they don't urinate. <laughs> uh, rather, they excrete uric acid along with their feces through a single opening. Well, so does well, so Michael. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that, that, it's not technically urinating. Huh. So that's what the internet says. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about Chris for a minute. Let's make, make it real weird. Oh. So, um, ready? It's kind of already weird because he's here. Um, <laughs> yeah. I bring I bring nothing to the table. We're just gonna we're just gonna put that out there right now. <laughs> he's like looming in the back. Like, uh, who's that guy who was in all the horror movies and like the black and white horror movies? Oh, what is that guy? No, like, yeah, I was gonna say like Vincent, Vincent Price. Price. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just in the corner, like Vincent Price. Literally forty minutes in, you're gonna hear. <laughs> well, hello there. We're just a creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Chris went to school uh, at Indiana State University. Hey, but first of all, Chris and I have been friends. Since what? High I'm school. gonna get to that. All right, right. just <clears throat> wait. Did, did you want to do the introduction? I don't well, think so. I know him better than. You do. That's well, well. We'll see. I've been doing some research. <laughs> very true. I forgot. He went to state uh, to school at Indiana State University for elementary education, and he currently works at Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana. Yep, I uh, s- stepped up to the, the the big leagues. You know, yes. I, I started out as a sycamore. You know, kind of the the junior league. And, uh, well, so Indiana, Indiana State, the high school after high school. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Chris also. Uh, um, knows Brad. Yes. Yeah. That was good. That's, that's really that's great. Well worth waiting. Very enlightening. Thank yeah. you, Michael. Uh, he he uh, played tennis, right? With we Brad. were doubles partners for a year. Mm-hmm. My Still sophomore are. year, his junior year, right? <laughs> My pride. sophomore and your junior year. The pride of Edgewood High School. Yeah. <laughs> so he's older than you. Yeah, he's a year older than me. And wiser. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. How much older are you? Are, he's older than you, though. It's right? like a stepping yeah. stone. So were we doubles partners when my dad? The was that when my dad almost killed me? Were you, we doubles partners? Yes, that the next year. Yeah, Crawfordsville. No, I was in Columbus. Well, that, no. there, yeah, there was a Crawfordsville incident that we don't speak of. But what? Um, did he chase you in school twice? Was there? Was there? Well, there, there. Let's let's speak freely, guys. <laughs> okay. Um, there were some individuals that may or may not have played tennis in oh, hiking God. boots. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that we got our asses kicked by guys in hiking boots. Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, they loved it. They yeah. literally loved it. Yeah, they were so bad you couldn't beat them. Like, literally. Like, <laughs> no, seriously. Like, they... They lobbed the ball back. Like, there was no, like, hard hitting. You know how hard it is to yeah. return that consistently yeah. on... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It ended in tears. I blocked, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I had blocked, <laughs> blocked that memory. Thanks for bringing I that back I didn't remember up. that. I didn't know about that. Yeah, uh, it, it got locked in the tiny little lockbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, also in the tiny little lockbox, uh, Chris went to our, our failed church that we mm-hmm. started. 
<laughs> Thanks for that. Also, sorry. We baptized him into the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and then we closed. And then, <laughs> then we closed. Then we shut it down. down. That was it. One baptism. We're Hopefully, done. we'll have better luck with the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're going to baptize you again just to see if that's what did it. <laughs> we still, listen, yeah. We've got a bucket out back. Like. <laughs> <laughs> we're into sprinkling, not immersion now, so we're just going to dump a bucket over your head. Uh, <laughs> some of Chris... Podcast shuts down three weeks later. <laughs> some of Chris's interests are uh, hiking, photography, and beanie weenies. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's, very, he's very good at photography, I will yeah. say that. Um, you can find him on his Instagram at fresh underscore look. Fresh is F-R-E-S-C-H. Great photography on there. Yes. So, He's a good insta-follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and do we want to talk about your Twitter? Are we, are we giving that out? Or are you... I, I don't tweet-elite. Tweet-elite. <laughs> I have a Twitter for you. You did at one time tweet-elite. I did. I may have done that during my elementary education days. Yes. yes. So we're not going to talk about it. Follow him on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like him on Facebook for his... I don't know. I don't know. He'll be on the pub. He'll be in the pub. Yeah. So if you want to talk mm-hmm. to Chris, yeah. Get you know, hit him up. Yep. Hit him up in the it. pub. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this round of what we're drinking, uh, what are we drinking, is on uh, the Pastor's Pub. Uh, didn't we have a specific... We did that last week, bro. Do you did not we? normally ask us how we're doing today? You've... you've what? You didn't ask us how we were doing today. Do you usually do that? No. no. Oh. Well, you that. should. You dick. <laughs> Brad, where have Michael's you been? Twenty-six episodes. Michael's a dick. He doesn't ask Brad, us. He doesn't Brad, ask how us how we're doing. Brad, I'm how's, okay. how's your feelings? I had a I had a good day off. On a scale of happy Brad to mad Brad on the internet, where are you? Well, what's One the ten? 10? Is the ten, 10 mad, is mad Brad? Brad? I'm like at a two. I'm in good shape. Oh, good. Yeah, I I had a good day. We should talk about your feelings more. What else uh, did you have? Well, I did have to mow today, and it oh. was like. Mowing in the Amazon. Yes, yeah. it really is. I would have yeah. rather have had a vasectomy from Freddy Krueger than mowing today. Uh, speaking as one who's had a vasectomy, you're going to want to rethink that. No, no. Yeah. See, mowing was that bad. It was that bad. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's true. Was, yeah, I mean, just lop it straight <laughs> off. Probably the accuracy. You just makes off the whole thing. A clean incision. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> anything else about your your feelings or anything okay. else? Matt, are you okay? Yeah, I flipped a trucker off for ten full seconds today. Yeah, you well, did. Yeah, he about ran me. He about ran me. That's where Matt is as a human. Yeah. No, I was having a great day and I started to pass a truck, and he decided he wanted to pass an RV about the same time I got about two thirds of the way past him, and he about ran me off the road, and I was not real happy about that. I laid on my horn for like a full five seconds. See if he would hear me, probably, and he probably, kept probably ruined his life. He kept coming over, so yeah. I just flipped the bird for about ten full seconds. It made you feel better. It did. It changed his life. Did no. bring him to Christ. No, I don't care if it did or not. <laughs> Please tell me. I'll never know. see him again. Do you have any Christian bumper stickers on the back of your car? No. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Thank goodness. How long have you known me? <laughs> uh, I mean, long enough to know you at a time where you did. Says, I had one car back, and the Jack is Jack. <laughs> He's got one that says that. <laughs> The what? I don't know. <laughs> DC, the DC track is back. In the oh, that's right. That's how it went. No, I, Sorry, I'm not a repository of shitty music like uh, you are. The DC track is jazz. Hashtag Five Heart Frenzy. Yeah. No, that's DC talk. What's wrong with you? He's in shitty music, so I just saw Mike listen Five Heart Frenzy. Oh. The DC track is jacked. Yep. Sorry, I got this. Toby Mac is back in the DC yeah. track. Yeah, this is all your fault. You're entirely accessible. I believe that I failed to mention mm-hmm. that there's a lack of recognition. Okay. okay. Well, I'm vulnerable. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel like I 
I could use help, but but hey, don't worry about me. Continue on. <laughs> that's 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 why we have beer. <laughs> that's, that's why there's beer at this meeting. So I'm glad we could we could have feelings are for ethnic people, yes. Chris. Yes. <laughs> we white people just drink them down. Uh, oh mm. gosh, that was terrible. What you just said. Yeah. Um, all right. So back back on the on how the are you today, Michael? I am. I'm good. Um, I'm gonna break some breaking news before hey. we get into this. Uh, we got our a book from Science Mike. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Science Mike uh, is dropping a book in a couple weeks. September, September thirteenth. I believe we're gonna find out, and we'll get back to you when he's dropping it. But it's September thirteenth. Um, he will be on our podcast. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're super pumped. We're reading that uh, sneak peek book uh, you know, very, very quickly, so he can prep for uh, his interview. Yeah. So we're very excited. Super, super pumped about that. Yeah, it's coming very soon. So I was like a. A, uh, uh, it was a giddy little school. There'll be a couple weeks between recording and actually posting. Yeah, yeah, we we won't be able yeah. to, we won't post it until closer yeah. to the the launch of his book. Not to so so, um, but it we're super pumped about that. Yep, super. He's pumped. personally a. I don't know if heroes the right word. No, he's, 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 uh, just, he's, he's a guy we follow and very, admire, and yeah. After, so I have good stuff to say. I read like the first couple chapters of it this morning, or not this morning, but this afternoon, and like I'm like, Science Mike is has a very similar story to me, only he's just a lot better version of me, a lot smarter. He's he's very intelligent. Yeah, he is. so freaking he's intelligent. Super, yeah, he he reads what? How many books a month does he read? Like ah, uh, four or five. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. blows through books. I mean, just to stay current on stuff. Yeah, so we're super pumped to have him on the podcast. So I'm elated would be... Yeah, yeah I am too. I'm very excited. Yep. Yep. How I'm feeling today. Yep. Anyway, so um, again, what we're drinking, this round's on Pastor's Pub. Support us on Patreon for $1 and that'll get you into the pub. Or more. Or more. If you we want need, to do we like, need new sound equipment. So Yeah, like I mean, badly. that's... Badly. If you've ever griped about our sound, you have no right to if you haven't given money to, yeah. to the uh, cause. Yep, yep, yep. So we are... Um, Three or four bucks a month, that would help out considerably. You know, if you, like, anywhere from one to one million, we're yeah. good with a mm-hmm. month. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, what are you guys drinking? Uh, I'm having the, uh, this is Brad. We've had people. You can't tell us apart. Right? <laughs> you can't tell Matt and I apart. This is Brad. Um, you guys do sound alike. Shut up, Michael. Um, <laughs> you guys don't look alike. No. No. Well, we do. So Not I've, really. Okay, yeah. so I'm having the pineapple mana wheat from Maui Maui Brewing Company in uh, Maui. Brad flew all the way to Maui to get. I did. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. I was I wondering. Uh, probably better than here. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so this is a uh, wheat beer mixed with Maui Gold Pineapple. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's Ooh. not bad. Mm-hmm. A little taste. Yep. It's not bad. It's a little tart from the pineapple. Mm-hmm. You definitely get pineapple. Yeah. Were yeah, the pineapples nice. ethically sourced? Because <laughs> that's all that matters. Sure. To me. Yep, they were. Absolutely. Um, Are you ethically sourced? Your mom is. Maybe. Okay. She's actually from Hawaii, believe uh, it or not. Yeah, no, she is. Not. My, yeah, she my mother was born in Honolulu. Born in Honolulu. Hawaii. Well, thank you, mother. The yeah. more you for, know. The more you know. Is yeah. this your mother's nectar that you're drinking? No. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. You're Jeez. <laughs> hashtag, can we just do Michael's the worst every freaking week? Yeah. That's yeah, hashtag Michael's the worst. Uh, that's, that's what we're doing. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's a little tasty. So, Matt, what do you have? I'm uh, having a little mix tonight. Uh Oh, yeah, that's good. Blowing stuff up. That's good. Apparently, you yeah. all right, buddy? Yeah, just, just hosed uh, his computer yeah. and his phone Did with you, uh, tonic water. Oh, that's good. Little tonic water. Yeah. Hold on a minute. 
Just, yeah, just a little spritz. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry about that. That's right. I'm having uh, from Cardinal Spirits. There, this podcast never comes out. It's because uh, <laughs> computer it's tonic water on computer my, exploded on my uh, uh, from Cardinal computer. Spirits. I'm mixing their uh, Lake House Spiced Rum, which is quite delicious. Yeah, it's really good. I um, had a shot of that before. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. a lot of orange peel, a lot of yep. uh, good spice in it um, with. Basically cheap Dr. Pepper. It's Dr. Dr. K. Big K. It's Big K uh, from Kroger. Um, but it's Dr. Pepper and just spiced rum. It's really pretty tasty. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a little different tonight. Yeah. Uh, last time I had... You should call uh, that a job, guy. Last time I had uh, spiced rum and a beverage, I uh, I vomited, so... Oh, that's good. It was, it was unrelated to the drinking, but... Uh, Still, it kind of ruins it. A nice little spiced uh, upchuck is... Good. <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah. It's always good when it makes it burn even yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was delightful. Right. Dare I ask, Chris, what you're drinking? <laughs> this is, by the way, this is entirely troll job by Chris. Is all yeah. this is. Yes. So Chris, in his infinite wisdom, he's enjoying a craft beverage and, and respect for the for the podcast, has decided to bring. Uh, what, what is this you've got here, Chris? Well, yeah, I am kind of like the Steve Stifler uh, <laughs> uh, podcast. Uh, I'm just. Uh, so, um, I'm drinking the uh, Bud Light uh, Limerita Splash. Uh, it's really um, a tantalizing blend of uh, barley hops. Uh, malt liquor and fake wine flavoring. Some possible camel urine. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's got that nice tart kick to it. Really really looking forward to Chris getting white girl wasted. Oh, yeah. He's on uh, Limerita Splash. <laughs> We're going to go streaking through the quads. <laughs> um, so I, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I had a shot of Matt's, uh, whatever that was. The Spiced Rum. The Spiced Rum. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Summer? Lake House. Lake House. Lake House. Um, it was delicious. And I'm also currently drinking a uh, Dirty Bastard by um, Founders uh, yeah, Brewing. I out a couple weeks ago. I had one yep. of those. Uh, it's a so Scotch don't worry. style. Nobody ale. cares. We've already talked about it. Um, yeah, <laughs> but we repeat. haven't read the label yet. I'm pretty um, sure we did. Hints of smoky oh. uh, smoke and peat paired with uh, multi richness, <laughs> um, and the right uh, the right hook of hop power. Yeah, so. exactly how I would have described it. And then also, I'm drinking a vodka and tonic using uh, Cardinal Spirits uh, vodka. Best vodka around. And a half bottle of tonic after he spilled the and other half on his computer. I'm also wearing uh, tonic water <laughs> yes. tonight as well. So um, leave some for the baptism. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna baptize you in tonic water and and uh, Cardinal Spirits vodka. Actually. <laughs> We probably wouldn't do that with vodka. Not with a good vodka, no. <laughs> no. We get like <laughs> thanks, thank you. Thank you. We'll get, we get, like, we get like a crappy vodka. We get like a crappy vodka in the bottle. Have you ever had rum chata? Yes, it's good. It's good. Man. It's pretty good. Unrelated to everything yes. that we're doing. Move on. Um, so with that, we're gonna go into the news feed. Into the news feed. That's a new theme song for <laughs> that's it. Great. That's great. Yeah. Into the let's, news let's try to let's try to top that. Into the news feed. Okay, are you news done? Enter the news feed. <laughs> I can't believe why. I can't imagine why people fast forward through this I shit. I know, right? Like, <laughs> Who wants to go first? <laughs> I'll go. Uh, I've got, uh, since the Olympics just finished up, um, and nobody died, apparently, in Brazil, which is good. That's surprising. Guys, Ryan Lochte got robbed. Oh. But probably he did. But probably not. He probably he's just probably pissed, dead. He probably I mean, just pissed alive. in the gas station and wrecked it. 
these are 15 facts about Usain Bolt, who is probably Dude, the fastest human you'll ever see. I'm serious. See. There's nothing like watching that guy. Like, nobody can make track and field must-watch television except he for does. that guy. It's unbelievable. Just what you a, know he's going to dominate. What a perfect name, too. Yeah. Bolt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so these are just 15 facts. Um, comes from BuzzFeed. Take it for whatever it's worth. And facts are in quotes. Yeah. This is from BuzzFeed, so facts are in quotes. Um <laughs> Usain Bolt is fast, obviously, but he's actually slower than most sprinters at the start. Yep. Um, his reaction time in the Olympic final was .155 slower. He was the second slowest in the field of eight at the start. Uh, however, as the race goes on, he really shines. He's fastest between the 60 and 80 meter mark towards the end of the race. Me too. Um, he covered that 20 meters in 1.61 seconds, reached a speed of 27.79 miles per hour. Jeez. 27 miles an hour. Like, I mean, you watch him and it literally looks like he's jogging. It's I've just never insane. Seen well, like it. the next one at six foot five, Bolt is tall. He's taller than most sprinters. He's able to cover 100 meters in fewer strides. It takes him 41 strides on average, whereas other sprinters take 45. So he just, yeah, he just out he just gazelles. He right? Yeah, he just does. freaking yeah. insane. Um, I believe as, I can fly. As good as he is, I'm just gonna <laughs> ignore him. As good as he is in the hundred, the 200 is actually his favorite, and it's a stronger distance. Um, it's because he just gets better as the race goes, yeah. and everybody else Which, fades, and he yeah. just keeps going. Uh, he holds a world record in that at 19.19 seconds. Um, when he won the 100 in Beijing, he'd been training for that event less, for less than a year. Yeah. Um, Guess I'll um, try it. And he actually, the fifth, uh, number five, he actually took up the 100 meter because he doesn't like running longer sprint races. I mean, any race he'd be in, he'd probably dominate. Right. Uh, he's never run a full mile, ever. Never run a full mile. He just runs short distances all the time. Um, as good as he's as good as he is at sprinting, cricket is actually his first love. He loves cricket. Really? Mm -hmm. Huh. Uh, he chose track and field because his father figured there would be less competition at a national level. Which well, found that to be found true. that to be true. <laughs> uh, his main rival is uh, American sprinter Justin Gatlin. Yeah, it's not really a rivalry, but they're actually friends off the track. Right. They're, it's they're not really a rivalry if you're kicking the guy's kicking ass, ass every yeah. time you go out. Um, <laughs> that's what I. That's what I would talk about whenever I go to work with Brad. It's not really a rivalry when I kick his ass every day. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, keep in mind, I've worked with you too. So, um, while he is no doubt the fastest man alive, he's also fittingly adopted a cheetah, uh, the world's fastest land animal. As of one course does. he paid In 2009, he paid $13,700 to adopt a baby cheetah. Its name is Lightning Bolt, and he pays $3,000 a year for its care. Uh, he's a fan of video games, particularly Call of Duty. Uh, he currently, this is one that blew me away, he currently adheres to a strict diet, but that wasn't always the case. While at the 2008 Beijing Olympics, oh, I remember this he ate 1,000 chicken nuggets Yeah, at wow. the Beijing Olympics. In two weeks. Um, in his autobiography, uh, he says he started out eating 20 at a time, and as the games progressed, he increased his McNugget intake to 100 a day. He has a crap sense. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a lot of nuggets, man. freaking insane. Uh, he's the first man to win gold in the 100, meter, 100 meters in three consecutive Olympics. Yeah, that'll never be. How better. many nuggets do you think you could eat in one sitting? Man, I don't know. I get to 10, and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of done with nuggets. I now. could easily do 20. I could do 20. If it was like, if have I you sat done down. 20? I think I have. Not since high school. I think oh, I, I did it in 20. high school. I think I have. Um, but don't they have like silicone in them or like. No, it's, not anymore. Oh. <laughs> it's all, it's yeah. all white meat now. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's because they dye it white. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, if I just sat down and you told me you're sitting down to eat as many nuggets as you could, I could probably do 30 of them. I think I could do 50. Easy. No. Well, yeah. it's on. Yep. Yeah. That's happening. Guess what? You Support us in the pat in the Patreon. Uh, we need to make that a new thing for our Patreon. And we'll account. use the funds to buy a 50 bucket of... We need to buy nuggets. Of chicken nuggets just <laughs> for Michael. I've easily done 20 
in like a sitting. Like I've I've ordered twenty nuggets because they used to be the best part of that. Used to be the, the best part is, of that is when you hear Michael's heart collapse like a supernova <laughs> and the explosive vomiting. <laughs> like it just will you dip them in water? Yeah, I will dip them in the corn syrup that is the uh, sweet and sour sauce. No man, it's hot mustard or get out. You can't. They don't do it anymore. No, I thought they came back. One, I found back. one store that had. It, oh really? And now the other stores. I don't. Yeah, it was in the middle of BFE, Indiana. Huh. It's um, probably their stash from like eighteen it, years ago. It probably is. Still we got this I don't care, man. They had it. I was excited. We made uh, the order. Number number thirteen. Up, but we got six crates. Bolt's hundred meter record uh, is nine point five eight seconds. Is so fast. It's closest to the fastest speed a normal human can possibly achieve. A Stanford biologist published a two thousand eight study. It claims the absolute limit of human speed in 100 meters is 9.48 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's the absolute limit. Like, right. you're just not going to run any faster than yeah, that. Yeah, that's what He's I was, a tenth of a second off of yeah, that. Yeah, and I was thinking, like... Ten hundredths of a second His off world that. records will probably never be broken. Probably not. Not in the, not in the 100 Like, there has to be a point where you can't get any faster. Like, in just swimming because of, and, Just because of distance and... Right, yeah. In swimming yeah. and these sprint events and... Um, number 14, Bolt has done all of this while dealing with scoliosis. Oh, wow. um, he was born with the condition, works hard to make sure it doesn't affect his performance. That's pretty unreal. Um, and to this day, number 15, he still lives and trains in his home country, Jamaica. There you go. So um, part of the reason is he wants to be close to family, friends, and coaches. Another reason is Jamaica has little to no celebrity culture, so he doesn't have to worry about paparazzi or wow. anything like that. So, good for him. Uh, yeah. Paparazzi. See, dude seems like... <laughs> Dude seems like a good guy, like some guy you just really want to hang out yeah, with. Yeah, like he just seems like a fun. Kind of enjoys his life, enjoys what he does. And, and he's fueled by nuggets. Yeah, so. and he's faster than hell, too. I mean, he is so fast, it's unbelievable. Yep. Who wants to go next? I'll go. All right. Um, a fisherman in the Philippines uh, had a fire at his very modest house. Which forced him to sell his good luck pearl he had been holding on to. I saw this today. Uh, it turns out to be worth $100 million. Holy. <laughs> so that's so, a big win. It says a house fire forced him to clear out his possessions and change locations until a good luck charm that he had kept under his bed changed his life. The unidentified man had fished out a giant pearl from the ocean when his anchor got stuck on the rock while sailing off the coast of Palawan Island in the Philippines 10 years ago. He's been sitting on this thing for 10 years. Unbelievable. (laughs) Just listen to this freaking thing. When he was forced to sell it, the shocked tourism agent at Puerto Princesca told him that the 77-pound gem... Oh my god! That he had kept hidden in his no, rundown. Wait, he slept with this under his under his bed. Oh, okay, I was thinking under his pillow. No, <laughs> seventy-seven pounds like under gym. the mattress, like he a giant kept, lump in the middle of the bed. He kept hidden in his rundown wooden home was the biggest pearl in the world, valued at seventy-six million pounds. That's crazy. Jeez. The one, the current biggest one before this, is called the Pearl of Allah, and it's in Ripley's, believe it or not, in New York City, and it weighs in at 14, 14 pounds. This is 77 freaking pounds. One foot wide, 2.2 feet long. And it's going to be verified by the Gemologist Institute and other international authorities before hopefully going on display to attract more tourists in the town. Gosh. Yeah. That's, that's a good that's a, that's a, that's a That's a bad day turned real good yeah, day. Yeah, real no quick. Kidding. Yeah, that's, that's craziness. I saw that today. I had not seen that. Yeah. That's nuts. Yep, yep. What do you have under your bed? A bunch of dust, probably. Old shoe boxes. Yeah, guitar pedals. Mm-hmm. Got a pedal board. Yeah, anything under your bed? Can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath my bed. This Japanese sex robot. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! Um, 
Yeah, Chris, do you want to go next? Well, sure. Um, so, again, I'm going to bring a level of class to this podcast. <laughs> it's what you do. Um, you've never seen. Um, so I'm going to kind of keep this. This is going to be kind of a local story, uh, yeah. so to speak. Um, um, so the story's of odd. So um, me and my family were dining at uh, Chick-fil-A uh, yesterday. Um, we were kind of discussing, I mean, while enjoying our tasty chicken sandwich, um, mm-hmm. uh, enjoying the danger, uh, telling them about the dangers of gay marriage. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. Uh, so after we wrap that up. Did it taste of contempt? Yeah, exactly. Contempt and piano. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, wrapped up that tasty little bite and uh, have an 11-year-old at home. And uh, we're heading out. He, he had a red high C punch to drink. <laughs> and uh, we're heading out to the car. And uh, he goes, uh, Dad? He's like, what What do you think if this cup was filled with uh, women's periods? <laughs> um, to my response was, I'm sorry, could you, could you repeat, that, repeat that again? And uh, he and I did confirm that statement. Um, and again, again with, my, with my face, uh, he said, yeah. I know about that stuff now. We had to talk in school. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm aware that they fill an entire cup. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, blood I mean, blood. What, what was their curriculum there? I mean, are, are we filling cups nowadays? Or, uh, uh, so that, that's my story, my odd story for you. Yeah. That's, uh, that's lovely. Uh, How did the rest of that conversation go? Um, it was quickly uh, swept under my bed like my Japanese sexual (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is not the last time that Chris is going to be on the podcast. Why have we waited this long to have it? We tried to. Uh, We've been talking for a couple. We've been talking about it for a while. We literally... Offered him to come. Oh, and then he was going to Japan. Yeah, to get a sex robot. Sex robot. That's right. Priorities, guys. It was really expensive because he had to buy a separate plane seat for it. <laughs> on the way home. Yeah, yeah. You can't see me. Every pen. time he strokes it on the back of the head, he goes, "Oh, <laughs> <did> you laugh. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> oh, 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 man. This is going exactly where I thought. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> so what you got, Mikey? Uh, it's hard to follow up a, a story about <coughs> cup me. of periods. Oh man, uh, oh. pound high C period. <laughs> man, oh gosh. All right, so here's what I've got. Um, so this is a story about baseball, which is um, my favorite sport. What? No, I hate baseball. I was going to say that. Um, <laughs> Fun fact year. about my uh, history with baseball is undefeated. Undefeated in a little league. I retired undefeated. So I played cool. one season. Where we're undefeated. on top. Yep. I have a trophy to prove it, and nothing you can say about it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this baseball player was playing baseball. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, Sunday afternoon. His name is uh, Brandon Thomas. Um, oh, Brandon in, Thomas. Yeah, he's 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 a baseball card in my garage. He's a he's an uh, an outfielder for the Gateway Grizzlies in uh, Sauget, Illinois. So it's a very rare baseball card you've got there. Um, and he uh, he hit the baseball, 
with bases loaded, <laughs> and uh, it was the bottom of the second inning, and uh, he he did a grand slam. So he made a grand slam. Mm-hmm. So that's my story. <laughs> Is that really the story? No. Uh, oh, my God. Well, I afterwards. I was, I was really kind of thinking it was there. We're like waiting for the yeah, payoff, and there isn't a payoff. So, uh, Brandon, after he, he played the game, he goes out to get in his truck and oh, finds yes. out that he hit his own car. Oh, he just like he smashed his own he windshield. He smashed his own windshield. <laughs> so, and that's a guy that went from a really good day yeah, to a really bad day. He said it was definitely worth it, though. So... It, I don't know. It just something about life. That's just life. If you've ever heard of it, yeah. You, you know, hit a grand slam, then oh. Or if he called Safe Light Auto Glass, um, they come to you. Fun fact. <laughs> Are we sponsored by them? We just didn't know it. Or? We can be now. Yeah. Nope. Nope. That's not. Uh, that's, nope. That, uh, he didn't do that. Thank you, Safe Light. <laughs> hey, this just popped up on my on my Twitter feed. You want to hear this one? Yeah, it's uh, Ryan Lochte will reportedly be on the next season of Dancing with the Stars. Because uh, what he needs is more publicity. Boy, that's, uh, uh-huh. that's the marriage of two pieces of shit right there. <laughs> right. Breaking news. <laughs> next, next, next season on Dancing with the Stars. This is going to be a disappointment. Go ahead. Ryan Lochte. <laughs> that's it? Really? You're right. It was a disappointment. Ryan Lochte. <laughs> What my, this is my this is my uh, seven or six year old son Jude. What buddy? Jude's making. Oh, there's some tiny white things in the dryer. There are. Yeah. What are they? They're like in there. <laughs> they are. Did you get them? No. Go mom get them. Did. All right. Go get them. Mom did. All right. Tell everybody hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jude. That was my six year old son Jude. So he's awesome. <clears throat> um. So this concludes. Um. Into the news feed. Enter the news feed. Into the news feed. In the news feed. News feed. He's just gonna keep doing it. He's gonna keep doing it. We have no listeners left. That's what he's gonna do. Oh my god. Yep. Can't imagine why people hit the thirties the second skip button. I know. Skip, skip, skip. Now we're gonna talk about (laughs) further up, further in. F U F I. Everyone's favorite segment. Um. Yeah. You, yeah. Are you reading this or am I yeah, reading I can. this? Yeah, I can. I totally playing this out. No, I can. I got it. All right, cool. Um, well, when we did our 25th episode, we did a whole, it was live on Facebook, Facebook Live, uh, and we were taking questions as we were talking, and a couple of the questions we got were sort of more extensive than we had time for, and so one of those was from our good friend Josh Stone, who is currently hiking the Appalachian Trail. By the way, this is Matt. Wife. For the user, yes, listeners at home, this is Matt. Um, he, does, he helps with the production of the podcast, whereas Brad just gets angry and does other shit. I'm not even responding. <laughs> not even going to respond. <clears throat> so, uh, but he asked a question. It was a really good question, and it was um, something we just, there's no way to cover it last or two weeks ago, so we decided to wait and make an entire podcast out of it. He says this. Uh, last episode, um, you Meaning guys... the 24th episode. Yes. Yeah. You guys talked uh, about clicks on the way or path to enlightenment and where you guys are spiritually at. A lot of what you guys talk about, though, is about inclusivity and universalism, parentheses, Christ consciousness. Doesn't the principle of cliques along the path of spiritual enlightenment contradict the universalist idea that you might seem to hold on to? Like, how is there a certain path to ascribe to and still hold a more universal view of faith and spirituality? It's a good question. Yep. It's a series of good questions. And I think what we want to do, Brad and I talked a little bit today as I was driving home, um, Kind of, I kind of want to back up a little bit and talk about the idea of universalism, 
Um, that word makes me a little itchy. Yeah. We actually had somebody, uh, uh, Daniel Anstead, uh, the a religion critic on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, said he heard that our description of um, uh, City Hill, our former church that we, we imploded, um, <laughs> like a supernova. Um and uh, he said, well, why weren't you just universal? What would the you use? Yeah. The universal. And we actually looked into, at, towards the end, we looked into sort of aligning ourselves with the uh, United Churches of Christ, which are very, fairly similar yeah. in that regard. Um, obviously, there's differences, but they are fairly similar as far as inclusivity and things like that. Um, Back to the itchiness. Yeah. The, the, and the word universal, it probably makes me itchy just because of my upbringing, my sort of evangelical conservative upbringing um, universalists were seen as like I mean they're I don't know, basically Satanists essentially like they just kind of were like oh okay, God's going to hug everybody into heaven and blah 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 hippie um, Satanists basically yeah, yeah. Um, obviously I don't believe that anymore because I know a lot of really good univer- Unitarian now universalists so there is a a subtle difference maybe not so subtle difference between kind of what we talk about and what um, Unitarian Universalists talk about and that is when we talk about Universalism we talk about it through Christ Um, go back and listen to our like 21st, 22nd, 22nd, 23rd episode whatever it was the two part series we did on the Christ Consciousness because that's where we kind of cover that that whole thing um but when we're talking about <clears throat> the idea of, I don't want to say, I hate the word heaven, but because there's so much baggage with it, but when we're talking about the afterlife, um, and we're, talk, we're always talking about this kind of stuff is filtered through Christ. Um, well, I guess, first of all, we need to say that our discussion tonight is going <clears> to <throat> basically proceed with the, um, what's the word I'm looking for, with the... This is Brad talking. With the, you can do that every damn time. Yep. <clears throat> um, we're proceeding with the assumption that there's an afterlife. Okay. Yeah. No, we don't have any proof. No, we don't know that there's an afterlife. We're not claiming. We're just proceeding with the assumption that there is. Yeah. I hope you're right for this discussion. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I thought I just felt like that needed to be. It, it does because it, I know we have listeners that think it's bullshit. Which okay, and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. And because. You can't prove we can't prove that there is, and you can't prove that there isn't. And well, and, and is, is so. the kind of the progression of thought. Some of the notes I kind of wrote down today, kind of will get to the end of where you'll sort of realize that we're not overly concerned about that because I'm not sure that's the point. Um, I'm not sure the afterlife is the point. In fact, I know it's not. Yeah, I don't think that's what Jesus came to talk about. I don't think that's what the Bible talks about. I, I think it's much bigger than that. Um, but Brad, Brad made a comment today where he talked, there's a passage of scripture where Paul says that Christ is all and is in all. And that's the kind of universalism we're talking about. Um, you want to expand on that? Yeah, in Colossians that. 3, verse 11. Yeah. Here there's no Jew or, no, no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Yeah. Everything is spiritual. Drop, drop the mic and walk out. I mean, yeah. that's like... I don't know how I missed that for so many years. I, I missed it. Yeah. Or just completely skipped over it. Or Well, when he talks about there's neither Gentile nor Jew, there's neither circumcised or uncircumcised, that's literally every human on earth. Like, you were either Jew like it basically or you takes, a Jew. That's basically like anti-tribalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, we've turned it into, well, we've got our Christian tribe, and then there's the Muslim tribe, and then there's these other Christian tribes, or the Jewish tribe. The Hindu tribe. The and this tribe. is what, I mean, what he's saying, when he says, <laughs> when he says there's no Gentile or Jew, that's basically right there just goes ahead and covers everybody. Yeah. Because in that day and age, there were two groups of people in their Jew, minds, either a Jew. Jew or a not, not a Jew. Yeah. And, um, and this is making, just that's an absolutely wild claim. Christ is all and is in all. Yeah. I mean, so when we talk about universalism, we believe that the Christ consciousness, consciousness, and that's what that's talking about, is available to all people, in all people, yeah. animates the, the <clears throat> animating force of all people. Now, everybody, people have different words for that, different language, different, you know, the New Testament writers called it the Christ. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, when we're talking about any sort of universalism it's always through that yeah mm-hmm. like I think a lot of times the universalism has a really bad rap I think when people hear it they think oh you just do whatever you want and then you just go to heaven yeah. well it's not the point like and I think that's kind of where I don't think that question was asked in that it wasn't asked no. in that vein no, but that's totally. essentially the question is mm-hmm. so like what's the point basically what's the point of progressing here and now if we're all just going to end up in heaven I don't know that we're going to all end up in heaven. And once again, I don't think that's the point of what we're talking about when we talk about universalism. Like, we're talking about a here and now Christ. The Christ animates all people in everywhere and for all time and always has and always will. Yeah. You know, whether you are in, where you, whether you grew up in Jakarta or Cleveland, that's true. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, same so, place. Right, yes. <laughs> yeah, they are. Exactly. Essentially the same. Yeah. Jakarta is a, is a suburb of Chicago. Yeah, what's... Yeah, right. Um, you know, so... Whatever happens in the afterlife happens. I mean, nobody knows and nobody's going to know. And if you're reading the Bible literally in that, you're reading it incorrectly. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, the book of Revelation wasn't like a literal book. I mean, it wasn't like a yeah. hey, it's actually going to be six-headed dragons and shit. It's actually like Totally unrelated, hash, but if it did if somebody did make that into like the uh, uh, an adult coloring book, I would totally <laughs> it. It's probably there. The book of Revelation. Sure yeah. Just Google it. It's probably I'm there. Adult sure coloring there. book. Yeah. Totally in. Um, so you know, so when we're talking about, of course, this life matters. Donald Trump's one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> He's like three of the four, I think, at least. Um, but uh, God, I'm so off track. Now Sorry, because Michael's talking about freaking coloring. Pat guys. Robertson is also another one. <laughs> Joel Osteen. Are you done? No, just let him finish. Keep finish. going. And uh, probably Kirk Cameron. There you go. There you go. All right, Are you so done now. Four. You done? Cameron. Yep. Okay. Bonus, bonus horseman, uh, Mark Driscoll. And extra bonus, Ken Ham. Just, it's like if you ever had your dog hump, or your, your, like a dog hump your you leg. You just let it finish. You can't stop. You just gotta let it finish. He's got a bit of the Mississippi leg hump. That's right. Hashtag Michael the leg humper. <clears throat> got it. So, um, Anyway, so I don't know what I was talking about, but, but oh, here's where I think part of the problem is: is when you start talking about universalism, you start talking about the soul, you start talking about the afterlife, you start talking about any of that. I've thought for years. I think one of the problems is how we view the soul. 
And we have what I call like a Tom and Jerry view of the soul. I mean, you ever watch Tom and Jerry where like Jerry would whack Tom with a bat or something and effectively kill him basically and you would see like his soul come out of him and float up somewhere into the sky or I remember one episode in particular where his soul goes up a escalator toward heaven yeah like so we have this idea that like the soul is like this other part of us this like vapor thing that when we die all of a sudden is a different part of us it's changed but the soul really is your consciousness it's who you are as a, it's your personality the seat of who it's, you it's are it's the eye of the it's, eye yes yeah. I mean it's so you know we have this idea and I think this is why so many Christians are assholes is the I mean some of the worst people that I've ever known had said some of the worst things to me and about me have been Christians and I think part of that stems from the fact that we just have this idea of like well you know I did the right thing I got baptized and I said the right words and so when I die my soul, this vapor, this other part of me, is is already saved, quote, mm-hmm. and redeemed. And so whenever I die, that's going to go up to heaven. And this doesn't even freaking matter what I do here. I can be an asshole, sure, as long as I go to church and give my money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But the soul is who you are. Like, that's, that's who you are. And that isn't going to just, like, I don't believe that when we die, that all of a sudden just changes. Like, we face, we're faced with heaven and hell every day, and we have this choice. Do we bring heaven? Do we bring hell? And I don't see why that's any different when we die. Like, if we're going to speculate about what happens, I mean, to me, there has to... And this is why I still believe that there's a hell somewhere, whatever that looks like, whatever that is. Because I think you're still after... Like, if there's a choice now, why would there not be a choice then? Yeah, and that, that was one of the... And that's, and that's not a religious statement at all. I think, too, if we're going to talk about hell, I guess the bigger question is, do they serve breakfast there? Oh, God. He just derailed it again. I know. It's just unbelievable. We're on a roll, and he just... Just like a freight train that cannot stop. It's just... Anyway, as... That was one of the things in, in Love Wins by Rob Bell that kind of blew my... Like, one of the more mind-blowing things that I read in that book was the idea that our consciousness sort of continues on, and there's still active choice to be made. And in, in The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis, he sort of makes that argument, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you have opportunities. Every evangelical's favorite theologian that yeah, they actually probably wouldn't agree with if was they knew basically, what he was saying. was basically yeah. a universalist. Yeah. I mean, he essentially was. That there's conscious choice after you die. Now, again, total speculation. We understand that. It's total speculation. But a lot I, of our understanding of hell actually comes from Dante's Inferno. Absolutely. Oh, it's it comes from the Enlightenment. It comes from Dante's Inferno. All of it yeah. does. I mean, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... The idea that there's a choice, and, and what's interesting is there's a passage in Revelation that I have sort of been stuck on for quite a while, and Rob Bell talks about in Love Wins with, there's a passage in Revelation that talks about the gates of the city, meaning the New Jerusalem, which the heaven that has come down to earth. The gates of the city are always open. Now, in antiquity, in ancient times, gates were served two purposes. One, to keep bad people out and to protect the good people that were inside. So if the gates are always open, there seems to be this idea that not only can bad people enter, but quote-unquote good people can leave. That's not playing out in this country right now. <laughs> yeah. Just well, so. you know, I think, like, I, I mean, once again, if there's, a, if there's choices now, why would there not be choices then? Yeah. If, if there's an afterlife, if that exists, yeah. whatever. Like, why would there not, I mean... Well, and, and even then, you know, and 
I've heard people make the, also the case that I think uh, Robert, our, one of our favorite Episcopal theologians, Robert Carpons, uh, talks about for people who, you know, the idea of universalism being, universalism being that God just hugs everybody into heaven. Well, for people who have no desire to be there, who have spent their life hating other human beings, who have spent their life hating God, and I mean like absolutely like hating, like, and just disregarding and enti- I don't I don't even know I don't want to say disregarding. See, I'm not even sure it's that. Not even sure it's that. I, I'm trying to I, I, I'm trying to think my way through it and, and say it the I, right here's, way. Here's how I think about it. Like if you're a racist, mm-hmm. you're going to be a racist. I mean, are you really going to want to be somewhere where there's like people of all races and you're in every heaven. tribe and tongue and nation? I mean, is but your punk mate is Nelson Mandela. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying yeah. though. Like, why would you want to be there? Yeah. Like so, if you're if you're a, a asshole racist now, what makes you think you're not going to be then? Yeah, and I know the the evangelical tagline is, "Well, you, you're automatically changed into something else." No, the Bible doesn't support that. I don't think it supports that at all. Um, so heaven for people like that would be a literal hell. Like the story of the prodigal son is sort of kind of yes instructive to that. Jesus tells this parable, that, but in, understand that parable isn't about heaven and hell. No, it's not. But, but he makes a case. You know, the, the, older, the, the younger son takes his inheritance, basically tells his father to drop dead, give me the inheritance, I have the inheritance, takes it, squanders it, comes back because he's broke, he's destitute. The father welcomes him home, runs to him, throws his arms around him, throws a, a robe around him, wants to throw a huge freaking party. Not just like not just slaughter the goat so we can have a little family thing, like slaughter, the, the, slaughter a cow so we can have a massive party for the entire village. And the older son wants nothing to do, who stayed, wants nothing to do with it. He won't go into the party. And Jesus leaves the parable with him standing outside the party with a choice. Now, for the son, for that older son, would that party be a party or to be a literal hell for him that he's created for himself, essentially? In his anger, in his resentment. Um, again, that story is not necessarily about heaven, but there's something there, I think, that sort of speaks to that. I don't know. Yeah, I think um, kind of going back to the question, you know, the point, and, and I think we could be misconstrued right now as saying that the point of becoming more compassionate, loving, graceful is so that you can choose that when you die. That's Absolutely not what we're not. saying at all. No. Like, it matters here and now. And it and doesn't we'll matter. It doesn't matter because you gain some favor from God. In fact, grace. I mean, that grace lets in just as many assholes as it lets in good people, and that's what we hate about it the most. But, um, so, like, the, that's not the point at all. The point is not doing good things so you win God's favor so that you can choose, you know, if you're, you choose heaven now so you can choose heaven then. Like, I really don't put a whole lot of thought anymore into what happens when I die. Whatever's going to happen, I have no control over it whatsoever. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> it... Pete Holmes has a great on his is it his comedy yes his, his album uh, Nice Try the nice Devil Nice Try the Devil he's got this awesome bit about when he dies like he's gonna be so pissed if it goes to black like if he's like yeah we mentioned that a couple podcasts ago yeah it's so one. good yeah. well, I don't want to ruin it so look it up and yeah. listen to it but um, I have no no control over that I want to be a more loving compassionate graceful gracious person now because that's really the best way to live. Yeah. And I want 
to live, quote, like Christ because it's the best way to live. And I think, by the way, that was the entire point of what Jesus was teaching. Yeah. Well, and it I think, wasn't like gain favor with God by doing this. It was, oh, you're already loved by God, now go and live that way. Yeah. There, you know, there's a couple of interesting things. One is, you know, Paul talks about, maybe our, he has this prayer, I think it's for the Ephesians, maybe the eyes of your heart be enlightened. And that's kind of what we always talk about is being enlightened, becoming a more enlightened human being. And, if, and Jesus tells a parable along those lines about people being separated, and, or the sheep and the goats being separated. It's in Matthew, towards the end of Matthew. Um, and the determining factor was for being separated sheep and goats, sheep being going into their eternal reward, goats being, goats being going to eternal punishment. Again, not about the afterlife. That's not the point of that parable. Um, but the determining factor was how you recognize the Christ in others. Yeah. When when did you know, when you when I was hungry you fed me, when I was thirsty you gave me a drink, when I was sick and in prison you visited me, when I was naked you clothed me. Um, and people are like, well, when do we see that happen? Do you, when do we do those things? Like, well, whenever you, whatever you did to least these, you did to me. Right, and then followed yeah. up by Paul saying, Christ is all in his Yeah, I mean, so like, I, I think <clears throat> the point of, to, to, to move on to the clicks portion of that question. Yeah. Um, clicks are, this, are one side of the same coin when we're talking about God's universal love. Like Brad said, you're loved, so live this way. Um, recognize the Christ in others. Recognize the humanity in other people. Recognize um, the image of God that they bear and have bear have born, bear born, born uh, from their birth. Um, because I think you know, Paul Paul uses an interesting phrase which I didn't understand at first, but I do now. I think a little bit as it relates to this. He talks about working out your salvation with fear and trembling. The idea of working out your salvation. Look, God has done this thing for you. This this has showered this unconditional love and grace and acceptance on you, whether you like it or not, whether you even accept it or not necessarily, it's still reality. So you live this way. Accepting you, you, it isn't like a mental ascent. Accepting no. it is living in that reality. You, you clothe like, the naked, you feed the hungry, that. you give drink to the thirsty, you visit the sick and in prison, you help the guy on the side of the road. You know, you try. You don't treat people like asshole, like an asshole. Like yeah. you. You love the unlovable. That is how you work out your salvation. I think that's what we mean too when we talk about like some atheists are more Christians than Christians are Christian. Yes, yes absolutely. Um, and I think so. I was I was reading on on the question. And he says, um, "How is a certain path? How is there a certain path to ascribe to and still hold to a more universal view of faith and spirituality?" I think everything's through at least for us everything's through that lens of Christ it's through that um, the the death and resurrection it's through how he treated people while he was on earth and and I would go as far to say that Christ loved universally Um, you know the people he stood up for were the marginalized and the people that he didn't get along with were the religious of that day and if we want to be like Christ if we want to be Christ like Christian uh, we need to love universally Unconditionally, it doesn't mean that everybody is on the path. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, everybody's on this path. I guess we could put path up the mountain. I know that's probably terrible language, but it's something people it can understand. It works. You know, we're all on this path up the mountain, trying to figure out what it means to be a more enlightened person, and to build clicks for is just to go another step up that mountain. 
Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, when we die, do we all get to the top of the mountain? I don't have a clue. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I really don't. And I, I like I said, I've really stopped kind of caring. Well, I mean, there's I, no time to change your mind. <laughs> you know, I think the sun is coming. You've been left behind. <laughs> Hashtag good news. <laughs> um, you know, I think I think the Howdy idea. Of, hoedown. I think the idea of clicks. I don't know if we really define what even that is. Like what we mean by that. I like, think we have. Yeah, we talked about the roller coaster clicks on a roller coaster. Okay. That was my um, analogy, not yours. Okay. Um, I think the idea of clicks is just about progressing into greater freedom. Uh, greater wisdom, greater life, greater humanity, greater love, greater forgiveness. Like it's just if if you're better than I mean a click is essentially if you're better than you were the day before. Like yeah, and again, not that you don't have bad days, but that, that you're you're moving in a in, in a Mike Yakinelli and messy spirituality. I remember this diagram, and a lot of people see the Christian faith as like this upward trending line. Whereas it's more of like a squiggle, like it's all over the place, it's back and forth, it's up and down, it's all over the place, but it's always headed in a general forward progression. Yeah. It should be. Um, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not, but even when it's not, it is. Because you have bad days, things happen, you struggle, yeah. you get depressed, whatever it is. I mean, I struggle with depression. I have really shitty seasons in my life where I am struggling just to make it each day and not flip truckers off. I mean, even on my good days, I had a really good day, and I still flipped truckers off. I mean, like, I mean, he almost did kill me, so I feel like that was rightfully deserved. But you're, you're always trying to move in a forward direction towards those greater things. Does that make sense? Do you think sometimes it's beyond human capacity sometimes? Yes. From the standpoint of, you know, when you open yourself up for that kind of love, that Christ-like love, you also open yourself up for, I mean, there is a certain amount of hurt that goes You open yourself up to be crucified. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you absolutely do. Absolutely. I mean, I, and I think that that's, I think it's one of the interesting things about Jesus' life is that he essentially showed us how to do that and what the end of that sometimes is. You get crucified. I mean, what did they crucify him for? He loved too much? He healed Basically. people? I mean, and basically, even to the end, he even said, "Father, forgive them, for they know what." Yeah, they, what I mean, they he, do. Was, he was a threat. Like, was they a, don't get it. He was a threat to the status quo religious system by his love and acceptance and inclusivity and universal desire to help the marginalized. I mean, he went to the margins and he told the religious people, "You're missing the point." When you do that, you're a threat to the system. You're a threat to everybody, and you're going to get hurt by it. It's going to happen. It's happened to all of us, I think. To some extent or another, yeah. I mean, not been crucified yet, but yeah, let's not get that. Let's I'm not. No. Let's not say that. But but I mean, it, in some senses, I mean, we've all had some measure of suffering involved because yeah. of our desire to spread this kind of message. Yeah. Um, in the end, it's still first world problems. Like people, it is. nobody's beating the shit out of us. No, 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 no. It's not. It's still a first world issue. But however, it still doesn't make it any less real. And doesn't make it hurt any less. I mean, I lost my job because of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I lost essentially my calling because of it. Yeah. Um, because I was so dedicated to having to teaching it this way. Yeah. And I wasn't even as, ex- quote unquote, as extreme as I am now, you know, and, and as far down the, the progressive path as I am now. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's still, you, you absolutely, I mean, there's actually risk involved in it. And, but I think it's still worth it. I mean, I think that the world needs people who, like that, who are willing to step out and say, mm, 
there's a better way to do this. There's a better way to do this. There's 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 better way to love and a better way to um, forgive and a better way to show grace and a better way to you know help others and show compassion and all that. So it has nothing to do with freedom and guns. It has nothing to do with it. No, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't respect a nationality. It doesn't respect a, an ideology. It doesn't respect a religion. It doesn't respect a theology. It's literally just human beings treating others like human beings that yep. they are. Yep. It's literally just the image of God treating the image of God and others. I think Derek, that I'm just reminded of the Derek Webb song. It's um, you know, First Allegiance is not to uh, uh, a country, but it's to a king and a kingdom. Yeah. It, it's something that goes beyond your friends, your family, um, your political party. Yeah. Um, and it goes, it, it stretches you and makes you, um, following Christ makes you love people that you formerly thought were unlovable. Or that you formerly um, hated. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There was a time when I hated bin Laden. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a time when I, I hated different religions. And I don't know that Christ would do that. You know, no. and I, I think when we, if we even go back to uh, Rob Bell's book, um, Love Wins, when he talks about loving, like, uh, I think it was, was it Mother Teresa he talks about, mm-hmm. when he realized that. Um, Mother Teresa would be in hell. Yeah. When it when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, that's that's hard hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. When you realize somebody who's done so good based on on your religion um, would be in hell. The Dalai Lama, he's yeah. in hell. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, if you look at Jesus, it doesn't. It's not the same. Yeah. Jesus's life doesn't reflect some of the modern day Christianity's worldviews of what Christ is. Yeah. It reflects very little of modern Christianity, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Anything else? I, think, that's I think it's a good place to stop. I wish we'd all been ready. It's <laughs> um, interesting, like the, uh, even our question about universalism, how we talk about hell. Yeah. <laughs> like somehow it devolved in, in, into the talk about hell. I think that's, you know... I think it's a lot of it's a source of a lot of people's anxiety. Mm-hmm. About, Just worry about now. I know. And I think that's. I mean, I, I think even subconsciously. If I, just, yeah. You know, we all we all want to know that we're not wasting our lives. But when you're focusing on f- moving clicks forward, you're not gonna you're not wasting your life. No. Yeah. It's okay to ask questions about your faith. Um, it's okay to to deconstruct. I think it's important. Uh, I think what a lot of people fear early on, at least I know I did, was, well, what if I start thinking this and I'm going to go to hell? Slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. still hear that. Your back slope. Your backslidden, Brad. If you accept that, you get to slippery slope to hell. You know, if, okay. if, the slippery, well, if the slippery slope leads me towards being more loving, compassionate, forgiving, and human, then I'm, that's a slope I'm, I'm slope to slide down. I'm willing to slide down. Yeah. 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 It, the, the slippery slope is actually a water slide to fun <laughs> basically basically yeah. in a nutshell alright so let's go into feedback <laughs> let's transition into uh, feedback let's go yeah. Matt uh, five star reviews yeah man we got two of them sweet uh, one is from Ring Send Music which I believe is our uh, friend Chris Edwards from Scrap Fever Theology yeah uh, unfortunately not recording anything anymore right now which is disappointing I know. what the hell Chris I know those were good stuff uh, listeners who subscribe to this podcast 
also subscribed to Scrap Paper Theology. Yeah, 10 so, minute little snippets he did as a youth worker um, for his questions kids ask. He just did 10 minute podcasts about so, them. Really good. Yeah, really good. Uh, he says, uh, the title is Honest, Unfiltered Faith Conversations. There are some podcasts with great humor, and there are some podcasts with really solid, insightful theology, but I'm pretty sure this is the only one that has neither. I'm just kidding. That's what <laughs> it says. Um, but I'm pretty sure this is... You know what's funny? I didn't even freaking blink at that. I was just like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. about right. Yeah. Yep. But I'm pretty sure this is the only one I've come across that has both. Having worked in ministry for a lot of years, I'm so grateful to hear progressive theology in a conversation that's meaningful, but that doesn't take itself too seriously and includes excellent beer recommendations. I laugh out loud pretty much every week, which is awesome. Except for the Limerita. Sorry. Yeah. Which is awesome, except for that time I had my headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome, except for that time I had my headphones on and snorted in the produce section of the grocery store. And every week I find myself saying yes out loud multiple times. If you want to feel like you're part of a kitchen table conversation about Christian faith that's both honest and irreverent, this is the podcast for you. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Uh, and then uh, this one is uh, titled Pokemon Go for the Win. Uh, automatically wanted to delete this uh, <laughs> from Tigress TKO, which was our guest last week. Ah, uh, Tamara, uh, Tamara, it's not uh, Tamara. It's definitely not Tamara. Illiterate potato head. <laughs> it's Tamara uh, from. Uh, uh, you can follow her on Twitter at Sassy TKO. Uh, very good follow. She says, "You know, I loved it, and my hashtag Hippie Mama would have loved it too. Thanks for your graciousness, the wine snorting laughter, and the acceptance. I appreciate you as well as all the other turds." So, yay! Thank uh, you, Tamara, for that. Thanks, Tamara. <laughs> God, <I> just <laughs> hashtag Michael's worst. Yep, yep. I got it down right here. Yep. Um, also, we had some feedback um, on social media. Um, the A Religion Critic, who we mentioned earlier, uh, Daniel uh, Anstead, um, he had a couple. So um, he said, "I just heard your description of City Hill. Why not Unitarian Universalism?" Kind of answered that already. Mm-hmm. Um, just hit rewind. I know you were here just for the feedback, but rewind. Listen to that part. Um, and then also he wrote, but, why so much but? <laughs> There's a lot of but in that last episode. There's a lot of but in last mm, week's episode. episode. Um, Bros, Bibles, and Beer um, said the turds are building something special. Grace and peace. Um, thank you. Thank you. Our brothers from another mother. Um... My wife actually listened to the episode. Last. She always listens to the episode, but she really enjoyed last week's episode too. Yeah. So that was a good one. Yeah, uh, Billy Patterson said, Nine inch na- quoting Matt, Nine inch nails uh, sounds like steam escaping." Usually said by people with no chill at all. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Matt's the worst. <laughs> I stand by that statement. Uh, Brian <laughs> Kellogg said, "OMG, your new closing, your new closing gave me flashbacks to uh, charismatic worship services. I need a beer now, but it's too early." <laughs> Never. Never. Um, I drank a Guinness at ten thirty in the morning watching soccer last weekend. Really? My day off. That's pretty early. I've done. Uh, I did the Canadian. But here's the thing. Here's how I rationalized it in my head. So it's ten thirty there. No, I can. Well, Five no, I was, yeah, let's say it was three o'clock there. Um, like in England and Ireland, I mean, they yeah. drink Guinness with their breakfast. It's a breakfast beer. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, I've done, exactly. uh, I've done the maple. I did the maple whiskey uh, from uh, Crown Royal. Did you put it about, on beer? On about nine cakes. in the morning one time. <laughs> it was pretty good. No, it was pretty tasty, though. It was a nice little morning morning sip. So, um, Alex Roper, like 15 minutes before we started recording, said, uh, finally able to listen to the Sassy TKO episode. 
uh, laughed and yelled yes throughout. Great episode. If church services were as open, um, maybe we could fix societal problems instead of just praying. Yeah. That's the biggest middle finger is I'm going to pray for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless it's genuine. It, sometimes it can be genuine. But I'm going to pray for you. Oh, man. I think we need to pray for Michael. Also, uh, donate to Charity Water mm-hmm. through Matt. Uh, he's getting old. Yeah. Um, crusty old balls. Um, <laughs> yep. They call uh, them crusty old balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, tagged our, it's tagged to my Twitter feed. Yes. Uh, it's on the pastor's feed. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not going to do the URL. It's pretty freaking long. Yeah. Like donate.charitywater.org yeah. slash so Matt do it anyway. Dash S dash Polly slash Matt. It's just dash turns dash. It's 40, just like a big dumb animal, dash man. Gives dash people dash water. Are you done now? Uh, okay, good. I'm not gonna give it though. That's fine. You do what you want. Okay. Right. No one needs clean water. It's fine. So it's closing time. Read us on iTunes. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a review on iTunes. Say nice words. We'll read it online. Uh, as long as it doesn't have uh, the complete lyrics to a uh, Spice Girls episode or song. I don't even know what episode. Saying. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I believe they did have a show. The Spice Girls? Spice like, World? I feel like they did, yeah. yeah. You might be thinking of that other um, group that. There was a group from the United Kingdom that had a TV show. What were they called? I don't know. This part should have been edited out. Yeah. Um, a- oh, I meant to mention. I forgot to mention during uh, feedback, uh, our friend Sazzy Atheist. Um, she messaged me today and said, "I'm making all my friends listen. Uh, Tampa ratings should be up at least." Yeah. And I said, "Haha, awesome! An atheist doing evangelism for a bunch of Christians." WTF? <laughs> Hi, Tampa. So, uh, anyway, I thought that was pretty good. She also has some friends in Ireland that are going to be listening as well, oh. so that's good. Do we have hey, Ireland on board yet? Ireland is already on board. on board. Vermont, however. I think they're on board. I think they're on board. They, yeah. they just are using the dark net to listen to us, so probably. it doesn't pop up as that's Vermont. Um, uh, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. One dollar will get you into the pub. A million dollars will get you, you and your entire family into the pub. Yes. For, for eternity. For eternity. Um, <laughs> Think of it as selling indulgences. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll forgive, right. your, we'll forgive your sins and everything. I have 11 hashtags. I got three. Oh, gosh. Let's use yours first. Uh, hashtag six-headed dragons and shit. <laughs> Not bad. I like that one. Okay. Uh, hashtag Michael the leg humper. Yep. There yes. it is. <laughs> yep. Pretty solid. And yep. ha- hashtag pray for Michael. Pretty sure we've got a three against one on that one. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Revelation coloring book. <laughs> Hashtag makes me itchy. Hashtag cup of periods. No, that's not oh happening. God, that's disgusting. The grossest thing ever. <laughs> hashtag Japanese sex robot. <laughs> that's not bad either. Uh, hashtag tastes of contempt and peanut oil. <laughs> it's too long. Hashtag fueled by nuggets. Hashtag camel urine. Hashtag Steve Stifler of podcasts. <laughs> Hashtag your mother's nectar. Oh, God. No, we're not doing that. Uh, 
there's a place in the dark net you need to visit. I'll, <laughs> I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link later. Um, hashtag, hashtag ethically sourced. I'm getting mommy's nectar. And hashtag vasectomy by Freddy Krueger. Uh, I got like a hashtag Japanese sex robot. I don't know. Actually, you probably can't have. That's probably a hashtag already. That's probably a real thing. Yeah. Um, Gotta be Michael. Leg humper. Leg Michael. Leg no. Michael the leg humper. It's, it's the hashtag leg your mother's nectar. That no, it's no, definitely it's not, not, that. not that. No your way. Your mother's nectar got no. the biggest response. No. No, definitely not going to be your mother's nectar. That is so disgusting. Why? Really? Why? Really? Why? Do we really need to explain this to you? Mummy. Mummy. I think Michael the leg humper. That's got my vote. No, we're not going to do another Michael the Leg Humper. Come on. Those are our most popular no, ones. No, they're not. Yes, they are. The, they most, really are. the best one is uh, uh, Michael's Hot Michael's Whale Mouth. It's uh, Hot Tubs and uh, yeah. Alabama Thunder Pussy. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's the best one. Um, Michael the Leg Humper. Fueled by nuggets. Come on. Fueled by nuggets? No, anyone? it's definitely Michael the Leg Humper. <laughs> I'm sticking with uh, your I mother's I am not bending on this. We're not doing Michael. We're it's not, not going to be your mother's neck. It's not going to be that. Okay, fine. We won't choose either one of those. Fueled by nuggets. That's fine. Fueled right. by nuggets. All right. So if you listen to this podcast in its entirety. Good luck. God um, bless you. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Pastors Podcast. At Polly Named Matt. Oh, at Polly Named Brad. And uh, write um, Fueled by Nuggets. And then, the if you want to talk to uh, Chris, just get into, um, just slide into his DMs. Slide, into, slide into my DM. And say, hashtag fueled by nuggets. And I'll fuel some nuggets. Yeah. Um, and I'll or, or hit him up in the pastor's pub. Yep. But there's a paywall, so time to pay the fiddler. <laughs> um, again, uh, facebook.com slash pastor's podcast. Um, Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. Um, and now it's that time of the week where we uh, have our our second uh, weekly, just the tip of the week. Mm-hmm. So I got it this week. And Matt's brother Matt is gonna is gonna lead us in this yeah. one. So uh, you guys, any, any final words before we get into just the tip of the week? <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for Thanks, being Chris on. Thanks, Chris Banner. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, Thank man. you for being a friend. <laughs> Stop it. You're not doing that every week. I might. No. Every time we have a a guest, I might. Let's sing it. Hit the button. Let's hold hands and sing it. Yeah. Hit the button. Hit the button. No. Hit the button. Kumbaya. All right. Let's go. Okay. Friends, I just want to share one thing with you. There are times in life where things happen and walls get put up in front of you struggles will come, but what you need to remember to do is to push it, to push it real good. (laughs) 